With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Brand are experts in agriculture, covering your equipment, parts, and service needs to help you succeed in your field. From behind the stumps to behind the mic, nothing gets past Smithy. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. Payne Haas wants to ball play this time. Out the back, Reese Walsh on this right-hand edge. Reese Walsh gets away. Martin, that's Ford. That's got to be Ford. That's a mile Ford. Gerard Sutton, what are you doing? Jordan Rickey goes in. That is the most Ford pass I have ever seen. I have never seen a pass more Ford than that. That is unbelievable. That is shameful. Shameful officiating. He can't call it back either, Gerard Sutton. But you've had an absolute shocker here. That was an absolute shocker. In the end, the margin was big enough that uh, Jared Sutton got out of jail. But in all honesty, uh, you should not get a grand final appointment on that decision alone. Uh, and that uh, whoever your assistant referee or your touch judge is, uh, just take some time out and just take a look at what uh, you could have done. In the end, uh, perhaps uh, it wasn't uh, the one that broke the camel's back. That might have been broken slightly before that. But however, it could have been a decision uh, that had a big, big bearing on the match. Uh, you could hear the passion and the frustration in Sam Hewitt's voice there calling it with Kempe in the background. And didn't they do a great job over the course of the whole rugby league season on Warriors games? Uh, but those frustrations were mirrored by many at home, uh, screaming at their TVs, so taken to social media over that forward pass. Uh, and in the end, uh, they were pretty soundly beaten on the scoreboard, uh, but that kind of thing doesn't help. So, uh, yeah, got a message from overseas as well, have we, Logan? We do, we do. No Vossi this morning, but, of course, uh, we've got Sam okay. Ackerman waiting on the line, just as capable, great man. Uh, you can catch him on uh, SNZ, the run home later today as well from 3pm. Uh, but Vossi and Brandy, little message for you, Smithy. Good morning, Smithy. I've got uh, Brandy alongside me. And look, um, we want to wax lyrical about the Warriors because there's lots to celebrate the season. But let's start with the forward pass. Brandy, I'm going to say it's not quite the Trevor Chapel underarm. <laughs> it's not quite that incident. But bloody hell. Uh, I think Sam Hewitt had it right in the SENZ call. It's one of the biggest forward passes of all time. It was, Vossi. And, and at that stage, the game was 24-12. The Warriors had got themselves back into it. But uh, after that try was allowed... Off the one of the most blatant forward passes I've ever seen, uh, which will certainly cost Jared Sutton. But let's not dwell on that because uh, the Warriors have had a fantastic season and they have been uh, one of the storylines. As there is through a, a, a regular season, there's plenty of storylines that come out of it. But the Warriors making the top four, uh, terrific. Andrew Webster has done a, a wonderful job with this group of players. The resurrection of... Sean Johnson, um, arguably the best player in the, the, the competition this season. And I, I think the highlight of their year was the semi-final win against Newcastle. That that was definitely one of the best days for rugby league. 
not just for the NRL, but for rugby league in New Zealand. I think what the Warriors have done for the game in New Zealand this year, uh, well, I, I don't think it can be measured. Yeah, well, well, if I was to put a score on it, and I know this may sound odd because they haven't made the grand final, I am giving the Warriors a 9 out of 10. From where they've come to where they have finished, and they achieved two major things this year, the R word and the C word. The R word is resilience. The C word is consistency. And that, if they can continue that on, that is, they're the, they're the foundation stones for a very good side. Uh, great mix of talent. Some young blokes also got to emerge this year. Really excited about next season. But well done to Andrew Webster and the Wallabies. Lock me in for Johnson M and Webster Joint Coach of the Year with Kevin Walters. Did I say the Wallabies? <laughs> Did I say the Wallabies? They're on the braid. They're knocked out of the World Cup, Smithy. The Warriors, up the Wars, <laughs> down the Wallabies. Uh, Freudian slip there from... <laughs> that was fantastically recovered from, from Vossi. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, greatly appreciate the summation there. Uh, yes, it was 24-12, so uh, it probably would have had a, a bearing on a possible uh, Warriors comeback. But uh, we'll talk to that now with uh, Sammy Ackerman, who joins us. Sam, uh, thanks uh, so much uh, for your time and your contributions on the NRL throughout the year. Uh, I just uh, wonder what you make of it uh, at full time the other night. Yeah, morning, Smith. It's been beyond my pleasure, mate. Always uh, love coming and uh, speaking with you guys uh, on the show. Uh, as far as the, the season goes, uh, this is a season beyond the imaginations of the most passionate uh, Warriors supporter as far as what the Warriors are now at this stage of the season, what they are not just to those who follow the club closely, but the, uh, to the entire country and even to the NRL, what they are now to where they started the year. No one could have mapped that out. No one could have predicted that even if the Warriors went on a tear, uh, that they would be able to achieve what they have as far as being a club of the status that they are now. And people already, you listen to you know, seasoned veterans, and I know that, uh, that Vossi has uh, certainly always been, say, let's say, more uh, Warriors sympathetic uh, and appreciative than every member of the Australian media, but you can, you can hear in their voice, the Warriors are highly regarded now, not just, it wasn't just a, what a great run, what a great season, well done you guys. They sense something. People sense that the Warriors have more to give than just a great season push from what they've seen, and they should. It's virtually the same squad. What you saw play in the weekend is basically see you later, Bailey Surinan, uh, and welcome in um, Roger Tuivasa-Shek and Chanel Harris-Tavita. That, that's, that's the scenario of what the squad you've got for next year goes, and a whole bunch of people tasting that level of, of uh, footy, seeing what it feels like to be embraced the way they have by uh, the sporting public, the rugby league public, and just New Zealand in general. Uh, there is huge signs of positivity, and... I remember vividly the feeling at, uh, amongst those who love this club when they finished 15th and within a, a whisker of the wooden spoon last year. Anything up was, was a step up was the only way to go. But this isn't a step up. This is jumping on an escalator on steroids and just bolting to the top. Like to, Yes, short of the grand final, short of the dream. But if, <laughs> I've got to reiterate, this season has been a dream season for the Warriors. It's, we've got lots to, uh, a lot of machinations over what could have been and what should have been. We're, we're going to talk about that past, maybe, but don't let anything uh, lend that to a, a negative finish to what has been a season that is going to live forever in the eyes and memories of so many people. Can we just go a little bit game-specific here? And, and I think yep. we should, uh, Sam. We were... 
I think we were burnt by uh, all the offloads they were able to get away and just a little bit of perhaps extra space. I mean, we, we love to hate Reese Walsh, but boy, can he get quick after a standing start. No matter what you feel about Reese Walsh, anyone who tells you he's not one of the most gifted footballers you've seen on the NRL field in, uh, in decades is, is talking through a hole in the backside. He, his skill level is phenomenal. He has great skill. And what, and what you've got to respect about him as well is with all that skill, he uses an awful lot of energy in his, in his uh, time to try to put others into holes. It's not all about trying to find that glory moment himself. He is, his, uh, his try assist tally uh, blows his try tally out of the water and there's not a lot of um, speed machines that find themselves uh, in that position. So yeah, the, the offloads was were huge, and, and there's a couple of real uh, massive turning ones with that, where the Warriors had done all the hard work. They'd picked up the forward. They'd driven him back. They're about to be dominant tackle, but they had hold of the guy and not the ball, and the ball got squeezed out the back to uh, and a Broncos team that was alert and ready and waiting for set offload, and away they marched back up the field to uh, well in front of where the, that tackle started. So it, it's they played a, a really smart... Um, but still ad-lib game plan the Broncos. They they were easily the better side uh, on the night. Everyone involved in the Warriors would uh, tell you that. They they played uh, their opportunities. And what they did after that helter-skelter first half, they just kept putting the Warriors back in their 20 and say, go on then, make it happen. And that pressure told. And uh, look, the, the forward pass and the timing of it in the match, the Warriors were... In the match, they were 12 points out. We've seen the Warriors come back from far greater than that uh, this season uh, and prove that they can compete in the back end of the game. But there's nothing that I saw that said the Warriors were about to turn that game. The Warriors had tried for 15-odd minutes of trying to do something, trying to produce something, but the, but the uh, Broncos rather had the, uh, the run of that game uh, and they were making busts. And yes, a, a horrendous call. And it absolutely changed the direction of the match from where it was, and it was that, that was actually the moment that broke um, the camel's back. Absolutely that straw, Smithy. Um, it wasn't earlier because the, they hadn't given up yet. After that, there was some strange decisions like the almost consensus call to try to ch- uh, use one of the captain's challenges where uh, it was never going to work out. There was uh, some bad choices made uh, on, a, on attack and defence because after that, it wasn't a stay in the grind, we can do this, it's only a couple of tries. It went straight to the, we've got to try for miracle plays. And that's what led to the score line blowing out. The, the score beyond that was completely irrelevant. The Broncos could have put another five tries on, it, it wouldn't have mattered, or they could have scored two or three less, wouldn't have mattered either. So um, that was just the way that, that finals go, and you take a look exactly what happened the night before too. When, it, when the result goes beyond question, the scoreline and, and those prelim finals are kind of beyond the, beyond the point of the conversation. So uh, we were been waxing lyrical about uh, Penrith for quite some time, but I, when I look at the speed, the effectiveness, there was a 20-minute period there when I thought the Broncos were every bit as good as the Panthers might be, but can they match them over 80 minutes this weekend? I'll, I'll say no, uh, and that's not a knock on the Broncos. The Broncos are the best attacking side in the NRL this year and one of the best we've seen in a, in a long time. Uh, and They've got potential to get better and better. That said, defence wins premierships and the defensive capabilities of the Storm, oh, sorry, of the Panthers as they showed against the Storm are staggering, as they showed against the Warriors too. They are, you, you can take a look at the scores that they've um, put on, sure. Take a look at the scores they've conceded. 
take a look at what they did defensively in that final uh, round of the season against a desperate Cowboys side that had everything to play for. So a spot in the, in the playoffs loomed if they could pull themselves together. And they strangled them out of it. This Broncos side uh, can put pressure on, but the Panthers absorb it. They've been to the last couple of grand finals. Nothing will phase them on this occasion. Uh, the Panthers will have to be slightly off their game, more than maybe even a bit more than slightly off their game, and the Broncos are going to be at the absolute top of their game for any other result than a, a, a Panthers hat trick. I can't, I, and that's not a slight on what anyone else can bring. That's how good mm. this Panthers side is. They are amazing. Okay. Right, uh, Dally M's um, this week. So uh, a few of the Warriors having returned home to a hero's welcome last night, uh, back on the plane to head uh, back over. Who are the candidates here from a Warriors point of view? So of the, those who have been nominated, uh, Sean Johnson's up for halfback of the year. Um, and obviously uh, has, we're hoping very much so his name's read out for the Supreme Award. Uh, the, if he gets halfback of the year, that's a... a, a a great achievement uh, on its own if you win that over someone like Nathan Cleary. But uh, I, I really like uh, his chances there. Tohu Harris is up for both lock forward and captain of the year, and I, I don't mind him for, uh, for one of those awards, quite frankly, and I especially think as uh, captain of the year, he's been huge in the way the uh, fortunes have been changed for the Warriors. Uh, now, we know that the, uh, the results go behind closed doors as far as player voting goes, uh, as far as the points you can pick up through the season for those daily ends. But the coach of the year scenario, I'm, I'm not quite as certain what they, how they view that because who's voting, where's it, you know, how has it been looked at, and it's not, it's not viewed in the same um, public context of picking up points throughout the season as much as is an assessment of where they get there. And certainly the last couple of weeks may have had some kind of influence. And I, I can absolutely listen to a call for Ivan Cleary to be coach of the year as well. I can. But if the case was just the, the, best, the best coach um, of the top team, winning it, then there wouldn't really be a conversation in the year, would it? Uh, and quite frankly, Smithy, you and I could have potentially coached that Panthers side after all the hard work that's been done to get them to the start of the season. We frankly coached them to a top eight finish, you know, like they, they are that well-oiled and they are that good. Not knocking Nathan, uh, Ivan Cleary, he achieved all that with them over the years before. So it is a uh, one for me that I, I really think Andrew Webster deserves it. It's my personal opinion. He doesn't have the resource. He didn't have the, the luck of the draw, uh, the, everything working their way, playing on the, the preferred nights at all time that the Broncos get. Um, so I think what he's achieved is, is substantially greater than what um, Kevin Walters was. He's, he finally delivered them what they should be doing, whereas he's taken the Warriors to a level that no one thought was possible. So I'd like to see that away. Uh, as far as the other New, New Zealand Warriors players in contention, uh, Wade Egan's up for hooker of the year. They're a bit of a press, but um, I'm glad he's recognised there. And Dallin's up for uh, for wing of the year too. But there's some outstanding con- uh, contenders there in the, in the form and consistency of, say, someone like Brian Tottle might be hard to get past too. So, uh, you know, it's great to see the Warriors so well represented and uh, take the example of when Roger Tuivasa-Shek went where he only up for a couple of awards as a club uh, that day. And uh, here they'll be mentioned regularly regularly and consistently up there with the best mm. and finest in the NRL, and they're not going to look out of place. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right on that. I think they're going to get some gongs. I certainly do. Hey, Sam, you should get one too, actually, for your contribution uh, to uh, our uh, station for your rugby league and uh, your work on the run home as well. Thanks for your time, mate, um, and uh, appreciate your thoughts uh, throughout the season. It's been great. Thanks, mate. We are looking to chat a lot more on the uh, the run home too. Got some pretty cool guests, and we got uh, actually speaking to Dakota Kai, uh, New Zealand wrestling in the WWE today. So looking forward to that one. 
Okay, Sam, we'll make sure to look out uh, from 3 o'clock on was there, Sam Ackerman, this afternoon on a run home. Uh, cheers, man. It's 11.18 here on SCNZ.